Hey all you cool cats and kittens. Today I'm going to tell you about an opportunity for a master's program that pretty much kind of almost guarantees you a spot into PA school. Well actually I'm going to let Alyssa tell you. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. All right, I got to apologize for that intro, but I couldn't even help myself. Obviously, I've been in captivity too long or quarantine or whatever it is, but I did watch Tiger King, so trying to stay relevant, but that was some wild stuff. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm Savannah Perry. I am a dermatology PA. I've been practicing for almost six years now, and I started blogging at the PA platform, which I love doing, and I started this podcast because it is really fun to get to talk to different people, but I do want to say thank you for just being here and listening and Yeah, I hope you find it helpful. If you ever don't, let me know. Or if you have ideas for an episode, um, I'm pretty accessible on Instagram. You can always email me. I'm at the PA platform on Instagram. And my email is info at at the PA platform.com. Sorry about that. Before we jump into today's episode, I have something so exciting to tell you about. Um, And it is something, so okay, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that in March we were supposed to have this big pre-PA conference in Atlanta. It was going to be awesome. And guess what? COVID-19 happened and we had to cancel, which was obviously the right call. Very disappointing. And, you know, we are wanting to do this again in the future, but right now things are just so uncertain. We're not really sure what that looks like. So we came up with an alternative option, which is a virtual pre-PA conference. So this event will be held on April 25th. If you go to prepaconference.com, you'll see all the details. You can still use the code FUTUREPA for $5 off, and the registration is only $15 to begin with. So that means it's only $10. This um, conference will be all day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Um, We have seven sessions planned, and they include an overview of just the application process, CASPA, um, answering a bunch of questions, kind of how to make your application stand out. We're going to have a PA faculty and admissions panel with faculty and admissions people from Yale's online PA program, Um, Marshall B. Ketchum and Emory, which will be so great. Um, I've spoken with... Alan Platt from Emory in the past, and he is amazing. Um, Then we will talk about choosing and researching and choosing PA programs, and we have two of our pre-PA coaches who are going to go through all of that with you. That's what they coach on constantly, and so they're going to help walk you through that process of how to narrow that down and then what you need to look for in CASPA for those schools. And then we are going to have a PA student panel, and then we will have um, a personal statement talk, and then we will have a practicing PA panel, and then we will have an interview talk. And I think that covers it, but it will be so much information in one day, and there will be replays available for everyone who signed up. So if you go to prepaconference.com, again, use the code FUTUREPA for that discount, and we can't wait to see you there. So it'll be really exciting and hopefully a lot of fun. So that is my prepa conference spiel. Um, It's really soon, and so you won't hear me talk about it for very long, but I would love to have you join us there. All right, now we'll get back to 
the regularly scheduled podcast interview. So today's episode is really interesting. Alyssa reached out to me and she actually emailed me and really, really wanted to share about her program. And it was something that I had never heard of, but it's really cool. She's going to tell you all about it, but basically Toro University has um, a master's program that prepares you for PA school by introducing you to a lot of the classes you'll take in PA school and if you do well and do what you're supposed to do, you're guaranteed an interview for the PA program and they hold a spot for you. This is not sponsored in any way or anything, but Alyssa really just wanted to share about this amazing opportunity and she is about to start PA school. So um, I also thought it was really awesome and I will put links to everything having to do with that program in the description and I'll let you hear from Alyssa. Before we jump into today's interview, I do want to mention our sponsors. The number one sponsor being My PA Resource, which is a personal statement editing service. CASPA is opening soon in about a month, I guess less than a month now. So that means it's time. You know, if you've got some extra time on your hands, you should be working on your essay. That's a great thing to do right now. My PA Resource only uses physician assistants to edit the essays for PA school. And I am one of the editors. You can use the code FUTUREPA for a discount on their services. And then once you get accepted to PA school, if you're looking for something to kind of refresh your knowledge, check out PA School Prep, which has a review in anatomy, physiology, and med terms. Again, you can use the code FUTUREPA for anything there, as well as on the PA Platform website. So my name is Alyssa. I went to UCLA for undergrad, and I'm currently getting my master's in medical health sciences at Toro University, Nevada. And I just got my acceptance a couple months ago to Toro's PA program, so I'll be starting there this July. Awesome. Have y'all been delayed or anything, or not yet? They haven't announced that yet. Um, For the master's program right now, we are online. Um, You can tell they're pretty optimistic, so they're hoping to get us back on campus before graduation in May, Um, but, you know, everything's up in the air right now. Gotcha. Um, Well, kind of tell us how you got started on your journey to PA school. Okay, yeah. So, um, I actually graduated high school a year early, and I started community college right away, um, right after I turned 17. So I was pretty young when I had to kind of decide what trajectory I wanted the rest of my life to go on. Um, and I decided that I wanted to go into dentistry, which I think is funny because you don't normally hear about a lot of pre-dentals turning PA. But yeah, so over the course of my time in community college, I was taking a lot of the science classes that are required for medical school as well. So a lot of my friends were pre-med and they ended up getting really into like neuroscience and cognitive science. So, and just mental health in general. So I decided to get away from dentistry and go more pre-med. And then over the course of like the next four or five years, even after I transferred to UCLA, I was, um, you know, collecting all my hours. I was working at Ronald Reagan. I was volunteering, shadowing, doing everything that you need to do. Um, and during that time, I ended up shadowing a couple PAs. And then I got nominated by an international honor society to go help out with some earthquake disasters that they were having overseas. Um, and I was lucky enough to get paired with a PA from the U.S. And I worked with her for about eight weeks. Um, she was teaching me everything and kind of just opened my eyes to the profession. I really don't think that I even knew much about PAs. Like I had shadowed them, but I didn't really understand what their role was. So 
I really got to see how she interacted with her supervising physician and all of the patients. Um, and pretty much after that summer overseas, I couldn't get the PA profession off my mind. It was really all I thought about. Um, I really wanted to switch, but I felt a lot of social pressure after, you know, I'm the youngest out of five. I was like the doctor in the family, unless it's going to become a doctor and this and that. Um, and I kind of let that pressure get the best of me. So for a couple of years, I didn't really admit to myself that I wanted to become a PA. And then it was probably halfway through senior year, right around the time that we all have our quarter life crisis, um, when I decided, you know, I'm going to do what's right for me and I want to start to try to become a PA and kind of drop the whole medical school thing. Um, so then at that point, I was in the situation of um, you have most of your prereqs done because a lot of it overlaps with medical school, but I didn't have anatomy, I didn't have physio, and I didn't have micro. Um, and so there was like some things I needed to work on. I also didn't have the GRE. So I was pretty much just working towards getting those things done. Um, I took anatomy and then I was still lacking physio and micro. Um, so that's kind of why I uh, like got into this program, I guess. So um, I'll just kind of dive into, there's three groups of people who I think this program is cut out for, and I fall into one of those categories, which is um, people who have outstanding prereqs. Um, essentially, this program, it, it t checks all the boxes for all the prereqs for PA school. So if you are missing any prereqs, um, this is like a great option for you. You get a master's degree out of it instead of just taking it out of community college, which was my other option. Um, and in addition to getting a master's degree out of it, they guarantee you an interview. Um, in their PA program or their DO program. So half of the class are pre-PAs and half of the class are pre-DOs. Um, and so that's one group of people, people who have the outstanding prereqs. Another group are going to be, I would say, people who have um, like maybe their weak applicants and that could mean a bunch of different things. That could be their GRE score, that could be um, like a poor undergrad GPA, whatever it is. Um, just if you're a weak applicant and you need to strengthen your application, that would be the second group. And then the third group are just re-applicants, people who have applied several times, they're not getting in, um, nothing's really changing, and that can kind of overlap with the people who have, you know, like poor undergrad GPA and whatever. But pretty much those are the three types of people that this program is for. So if you need to finish your prereqs, if you need to strengthen your undergrad GPA, or if you are just a reapplicant who keeps not getting in. Um, so since I had those outstanding prereqs, um, I, that's kind of how I started looking into a master's program. Although I, I'm a kind of an outlier in this situation. Toro University of Nevada was always my number one choice um, because my boyfriend and I always knew that we were going to end up living in Vegas because that's where he's from. Um, so that's how I got so lucky to stumble upon it. Um, so yeah, I was looking into Toro's PA prerequisites and everything that I needed to finish. And that's how I found this master's program. Um, their website essentially states that they are, um, for people who need to get their prereqs done for pre-DOs and pre-PAs, um, that need to get their prereqs done and that they guarantee you an interview as long as you reach certain, uh, requirements. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's where I ended up. I ended up applying to the master's program. 
Um, I got in and then we had our interview for the PA program in January and just a couple weeks later they um, sent out our acceptances. Well, congrats. That's awesome. Okay, so I have some questions, more like logistical yeah. stuff. Um, how long is the program? So the program is a total of 11 months. Okay. Um, it's actually 10 and a half, but yeah, pretty much July to the very last day of May. Gotcha. Okay. And then how many people are in it? Do they accept a certain number or are they? Like... Yeah. So they accept okay. 60 people. Um, it definitely changes every year, like how much of it is split towards DO and PA. Um, this year, I think we had 26 uh, pre-PAs and like 35 uh, pre-DOs. Okay, cool. What kind of, like, what's your schedule look like? Yeah, okay, so um, it does change a little bit, but for the most part, you'll have class on some days from like 8 a.m. to 3, and then on some days 10 a.m. to even like 4 or 5 p.m., Classes never go past 5 p.m., and if you do have class till 5, it's only, like, once or twice a week. And Fridays, you're normally out by, like, noon or 1 o'clock. Okay, what kind of classes are you taking at the same time? Yeah, so um, this is the part where I think it just prepares you so much for PA school. Like, I honestly am so glad that I have this um, experience behind me now because it's going to help me so much in PA school. So essentially, I'm not sure if this is how every PA school is, but for, at Toro, there's for didactic year, you have four sessions, um, and each one is about four months long, and your first session is filled with like basic sciences, and so essentially, those basic sciences that you take for your first session of PA school, um, those are the classes that we're taking in this master's program, but it's spread out over two semesters, so you're getting identical information as your first session of PA school, but just uh, like it's slower, not, not mm -hmm. as fast paced. So, um, fall semester, you have four core science classes and then you have four kind of extra classes, things like ethics or current topics in biomedicine where, yeah, there's presentations, there's assignments, there's things like that, but it takes a fractional amount of your time, um, as compared to the core classes. And those core classes are going to be biochemistry, anatomy one, physiology one, and immunology. And then spring semester, same thing, four core classes plus four classes where it's just kind of some like side work. Um, and your four core classes for spring semester are anatomy two, physiology two, genetics, and um, microbiology. So pretty much those are all the prereqs that you need for PA school. And also those are all the same classes that I'm going to take during my first session of PA school. So I've already seen all that information. And it's literally going to be identical PowerPoints next year in PA school, like from the same professors. So I have a huge upper hand. Yeah, no, that'll be really great for you. Um, yeah. This is a very, this is an interesting timing of this conversation because I spoke with um, last week an admissions director and just kind of asked her specifically like reapplicants, what can they do or what do you see on applications? And um one of her biggest tips was that if a student has, let's say, like a C or a D or an F in a class, she was like, you know, you can go retake that at a community college and take it by itself and do great, but that doesn't really show me that you can handle what PA school is going to throw at you. So I would rather, she was like, I would rather see you take multiple grad level courses at the same time and show me that you do well there. So it seems like yeah. that's really what you're getting. Um with your with this program so that's really cool 
Um, has it? Does anyone do the program and decide not to move forward with PA or DO? No. Um, okay, that was just in, a curiosity question for me. Yeah, not in my class, but just kind of like bouncing off of that and what you were saying too with the admissions counselor. Um, so my program, they. So what I mean by if you have a, a poor undergraduate GPA, um, so essentially what they do for the admissions here is they don't look at your undergrad. They are only going to look at how you perform during in this program. Wow. So it's not like your GPA is going to be, you know, mixed in with all that undergraduate GPA. This is like a second chance. This is a clean slate for you. If you, if you have um, like performed poorly in undergrad for whatever reason, you have 10 months to prove yourself. Um, or pretty much like five months because you get your interview at the very beginning of spring semester. So you do well the first semester um, and they don't care about your undergrad. You don't have to explain why you got an F or why you withdrew from this class. You don't have to explain any of that. So that's why I think it's a really good um, perk for people who need to kind of redeem themselves. Wow. I wonder why more people don't know about this. I didn't know about this. Um, (laughs) Okay. So how do other, like, are there other requirements and how do those work as far as like patient care or shadowing or GRE? Yeah, so um, so for, there are a couple classes that you have to take to get in. Um, I think it's just like regular bio. I know that they do require one semester of OCHEM, and that, uh, from what I've heard, a little bit of like insider information, I guess, is that's the main grade that they're looking for when you apply. They really want to see that you did well in OCHEM. Um, and then I can't really remember, but maybe some other recommended classes like medical terminology and stuff like that. But it's just a small amount of classes that most people have already taken. Um, they don't require that you take the that you've taken the GRE yet. Actually, a lot of my classmates took it over uh, winter break, and even a lot of the pre DOs just took their MCAT in January. So it is not required that you've taken your admissions test yet. Um, and so for patient care hours. They do, if I'm not mistaken, they require at least 500 of them. Um, And I mean, that makes sense too, because you're about to get accepted to a full-time master's program. You are not going to have any time to get more hours. So they do want to see that your hours are where they need to be. Oh, so that's before you get in the master's program. Yeah, before you get in the master's program, I think I I, I have to double check online, but I think it's 500. Okay. So you had hours beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I had hours beforehand because you from your international yeah, I mean, experience, you get accepted and then you you don't you can't work. It's right, full-time. it sounds like that's intense. Okay, so you already have kind of you've you. It sounds like you've checked most of the boxes, except yes. for just a few classes, pretty much before you get to that point. Yeah, so that's kind of why I say like I'm I'm like an interesting kind of outlier in this situation. Like I really was only missing physio and micro, so. What I could have done was I could have just taken those both at a community college in like three months and then just applied to Toro's PA school. But since I really, really wanted to make sure I got into Toro's PA school, since I knew my boyfriend and I were going to be living in Vegas, um, I in, would I preferred to just get a master's out of it and do a whole year long program to kind of guarantee my entrance there. So yeah. I'm not necessarily like the the person who would normally apply, but that was my situation. No, that makes sense. And honestly, I mean, I think that even just shows maturity as an applicant because, like you said, you're going to be so much more well-prepared for PA school now. Um, And I think sometimes people are very eager just to, like, get in and do it and get there, but it's hard. And I think being in that mental space where you're like, okay, I know that I can do this, I'm already – familiar with things a little bit like that 
like you said, gives you a huge leg up. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. 100%. Um, like, not only has my knowledge developed, but I also feel like I've grown into just, like, such a more professional person. I know how to handle myself. I know how to interact with all my professors. Um, I just – I really couldn't imagine going into pay school – being the person I was last year, you know, I mean, obviously I would have done it. I would have figured it out, but I feel so much more qualified. No, that is awesome. Well, I I appreciate you sharing all of this information. I think this is definitely something that, like you said, like when, I think when you email, you're like, people need to know. And like, I completely agree because, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely tough to find options for people who need those last few classes and um, sometimes even finding them to fit your schedule. But um, how does, do you get any type of financial aid with this or do you take out loans? Yeah. So um, it's, it's loans. It's the same way that it would be for pay schools all through FAFSA. For me, at least I've taken out government loans. Um, But, you know, of course, private loans as well. There's um, some scholarships available, but not really for the master's students, mostly for the PA students and the DO students. So like next year I'll be applying for those. But um, yeah, right now I just have government loans. Yeah. And I think loans freak people out, but in the grand scheme of things, it's such a short period of time. And once you're a PA, like it's no big deal. So um, yeah, it was just this, exactly. I was either going to be taking out loans next year when I got into PA school or just I wouldn't be taking them out a year early. And the way that I thought about it was like, okay, I could not spend this money to get my master's degree and I could just go to community college, but then I run the risk of not getting in when I apply and having to reapply and that costs a lot of money and I just wanted to get it done and do it right. No, you, I, I think you made great choices. Um, I'm very impressed. So um, this is awesome. But where can people, are you sharing your journey anywhere? Or if people have questions, where can they kind of find more information? Yeah, so um, my Instagram is just my full name. It's Alyssa Caparelli, A-L-Y-S-S-A-C-A-P-A-R-E-L-L-I. I'm thinking about, I don't know if I should create an Instagram for my PA journey or just turn my personal one um, into more of like a medical one, but it's definitely something that is on my to-do list. Um, Maybe now with all this extra time that we have, maybe that's something that I'll start to create. But I definitely kind of look up to what you do. your platform and I'm excited to start to share my journey that way too. No, I'm excited to watch. I'll go follow you. Um, (laughs) How have they switched y'all? I know like we're almost done, but how have they switched y'all to online? What's that been like? Um, So it's actually really cool. So they already have something called media site. I don't know if that's something that a lot of people know about, but it's essentially just um, a way that they record their, our lectures while we're in class. All of our professors wear like a little microphone on them. So it projects really loudly in the class. Um, even though our class is small, it's only 60 students. And um, then immediately when our class is over, it gets put online. So that's something that we've always had. So this transition into online learning was really not that big of a deal for my school um, just because, you know, they already have all these lectures recorded from last year on Mediaside. So we have access to that. A couple of my professors have been re-recording them. If there's been some changes in their PowerPoints, then they just re-record it and upload it to Mediaside. Um, and then we do have one class that has mandatory attendance and we have to participate um, by like asking questions and stuff while the other students present. And so we do zoom meetings for that, but it has not been difficult at all. Nice. Well, hopefully that ends soon. That's what we're all hoping. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hope so. We'll see. Um, but yeah, thank you so, so much. Yeah. Um, it, what did I want to add? Oh, I oh, do yeah. want to add just like some perks about my school. Um, I think that all the students or all the professors have a really amazing open door policy where you always feel like you're able to go in and talk to them and get help. Um, we all have this very interesting camaraderie. It's not like we are competing against each other at all, even though, um, you know, we all are trying to get into our program of choice, either PA or DO. Uh, we all have created this friendship and they stress to you that there's enough seats for everybody. So they, I think they could accept like 80 PA students per year. So they, since there was 26 of us, um, that means that they accepted like 54 students and then they kept 26 seats open for us. So wow. it's not like you're competing against each other. Um, and kind of going off of that, there are minimum requirements that you need to meet in order to get that guaranteed interview. Um, for the DOs, those are, they have actual like strict requirements, but for the PAs, essentially they say, um, that you need to pass your classes, but they want to see you around 80s, like 80% um, on your exams. Um, then you, and you have to get a 300 on the GRE, so that's important. Um, 300 on the GRE, just be passing your classes, then you're going to get this guaranteed interview. Um, and essentially, as long as you don't mess up the interview, you're going to get in. It's not like, they, they don't really treat you like you're an outside interviewer. Um, they know that you're coming from their MHS program. They know that you want to go to Toro. They know you've already invested a year of your time in Vegas and this has become your new home. Um, they understand all of those things. So you definitely have an upper hand even in your interview. I really did not stress about my interview at all. Um, and oh, oh yeah, so the open door policy, they have, they have amazing tutoring there too. So they have all you get matched during orientation with a PA from the year before you that was also in the MHS program. Um, so my big, he's awesome. He gives me advice on like how to study. Um, he'll tell me like high yield topics to focus on. Um, so you really feel like you're just being nurtured along the way. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just couldn't be happier to be in a program like this. And I feel like so lucky that I just happened to stumble upon it. And I'm really excited to just get the word out there for other people. No, it sounds, it almost sounds like you have a, like a year long interview. Like they get to know you and kind of, I mean. They say that on your first day, they're like, think about this as a year long interview. And it really is like that. But, um, it, it also takes off all that pressure too, because you feel like you've already put in the work when, when I showed up for my interview, you know, my, my grades told the story. I didn't really need to do much work by just answering ethical questions ethically. <laughs> um, and then they also, which was really cool, during our fall semester, they gave us a mock interview. Um, so they had like some of our professors ask, like run through all the questions that um, not only they ask in their PA interviews, but that are common questions at other PA interviews because they know that you are going to be interviewing other places. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they just really, really prepare you. And I know for a lot of people going into medicine, like imposter syndrome is such a thing. Um, I always thought that I was going to have it. And I feel like since I've performed so well in this master's program, like I feel like I deserve this. And I feel like if anybody's supposed to go into medicine, it's me. And so it really kind of takes away that imposter syndrome of like, am I, do I deserve this? Am I good enough to do this? You feel like you are because you've already taken PA school classes and you've proven to yourself that you can do it. That's awesome. That's amazing. I, I was a straight from undergrad to PA school person, and yeah. I, I don't feel like I had 
it it took me a whole first couple semesters to really learn how to study for PA school, which yeah. also caused a lot of stress and anxiety that was probably unnecessary. Um, and so, I mean, like now if I went back, I think I would, I would be a completely different person, like you said. Yeah. So, 100%. yeah. Like, I went to UCLA for undergrad, and I thought that that was going to give me an upper hand in this master's program, but no. Like, I, this is exponentially harder than UCLA was. This is some next-level stuff. And also, um, what's cool is that during our fall semester, one of those, like, extra classes I was talking about, um, it's called Advanced Study Skills, and they actually have somebody come in every week and teach you how to study. They teach you how to make a schedule and stick to it. Um, they, they come in, they teach you like drawing techniques to learn for anatomy. And so they really are just nurturing you along this way. They want to see you succeed. Um, and then it just kind of reminded me, which I, I guess I should talk about the way that our exam structure is. I don't know if this is how like PA school is, but, um, well, I know that it's not how our PA school is, but our master's program, essentially we have five units in the semester and, um, each unit has an exam. So there's like unit one exam, unit two exam, and that exam covers all four of our core class subjects. So that one exam is going to have physio, anatomy, biochem, and immunology on it for fall semester. Um, there's anywhere, there's like about 150 questions and they're all like intermixed. So you won't know which one's immunology. I mean, obviously you can tell when you're reading the question, but it's just kind of like random. Um, and so it, it teaches you how to study for multiple subjects at one time, which is totally not something that I did during undergrad. I would cram for Tuesday's test. And then if I had a test on Wednesday, I would spend that day cramming for that one. Um, you learn how to study over the course of four weeks to the point where at the end of this month, you're going to know all this information on the unit exam. Um, and uh, a big way to do that essentially is to have like multiple passes of the lectures, which I don't know about you, but in undergrad, I probably looked over each lecture one time. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, it really just teaches you how to kind of balance that crazy hectic schedule that you're going to have in PA school and how to study for multiple subjects at one time. Yeah, that's interesting. Arts wasn't quite like that. It was, I'm trying to think how my PA school did it. We did it in like ClinMed sections. So kind of, you would learn like the medicine part and then we'd have pharmacology, but it would be focused on whatever we were learning in ClinMed. And our physical exam would be focused on whatever we were learning there. But I do think they split up the test. But I mean, study skills are such a big part of PA school that you either have to have someone teach you or try to figure it out yourself at some yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's definitely nice that they kind of proposed all these different mechanisms that you could use for studying, and then you just have to figure out which one's best for you. So that's kind of what all of us did during the first month. We were just figuring out what worked what worked best for us. But um, actually, the PA school at Toro does not have exams where all the subjects are like on the one exam. That's just the master's program. But since the PA school does have an exam almost every single day, like I have a friend in the program who she shows me her schedule and there's probably three exams a week, if not more. And so um, it just teaches you how to study for all your subjects at once. So you're not just studying for Monday's exam and then you have another one on Wednesday, but now you only have two days to prepare. So even though the PA program doesn't have exams with all the subjects, it still prepares you to be able to handle them. Oh, I think you'll be able to handle it. No problem. <laughs> I think you'll do just fine. Um, where do you want to end up after school? Any ideas? So, yeah, I actually, um, I'm a little bit torn between dermatology and mental health. Um, I, I know I'm going to be in Las Vegas, so that's why 
another reason why I wanted to go to Toro because, you know, what better way to kind of plant my roots than to do my clinicals in the community that I intend to serve in the future. Um, so yeah, I know I'm going to end up here and I'm, I'm just torn between dermatology and mental health, but honestly, um, I have an open mind. I know I'm going to do my clinicals and it could end up being neither of those two and I could fall in love with something else. So, uh, yeah, I have an open mind, but my heart lies in dermatology and I have a strong connection to mental health. So well, I will it. tell you there, <laughs> there is definitely some mental health in dermatology. So, um. Yes, no, I absolutely know that. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. People think it's so funny when I say I'm torn between those two. They're like, they're so different. And I'm like, you have no idea how somebody's skin affects their mental health. Yeah. I was born with really, really bad eczema. So I, I totally know how it can affect you. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely some crossover. There's crossover of everything, but that's yeah. awesome. Well, everyone, I'll put in the description where they can find you. And this was great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really glad to get the word out. I hope... I can help somebody find their way into PA school through this um, little podcast.